Hey, everyone. You found the Don't Suck at AI podcast, where you'll hear from AI industry icons about how their companies are producing successful AI solutions that are changing the way we do business today and into the future. So here's your host, John Lindsay. Welcome, everyone, and thanks for joining us on the Don't Suck at AI podcast. Today, we have a down under show lined up for you as we're welcoming all the way from the Gold Coast, Queensland and Australia, Lizzie Carter, CEO of Grow AI, to the podcast. Lizzie has an amazing personal and professional story, and we're going to be able to cover a little bit of both today. But first, let me share with you a little bit about Lizzie that I know and how Grow AI is making some serious waves in the conversational chatbot space. So here's what I know about Liziana. She left Romania and immigrated to Australia in 2017. Following her move, she started to dream up an idea that ultimately ended up becoming Grow AI. Liziana saw a void where consumers couldn't immediately connect with the brands that they love to shop with. She also saw a need for some AI technology to fill that void. And once she made the connection, was off to the races. Liziana's team developed a, a shopper-centric platform to increase the intimacy of communicating one-on-one with consumers' favorite brands, like they're using Facebook Messenger, Instagram, or WhatsApp, I think is one, Bill. You and I don't use these, so we're going to have to let her tell us more about this. <laughs> these direct message technologies have billions of monthly active users, I said billions, where online customers are now expecting to be met with immediacy by all the businesses. Liziana knew that this was a critical issue as studies from McKinsey and other research houses were showing 80 plus percent of the consumers rate an immediate response as being very important to them. And most consumers expect service within five minutes of online contact. So Liziana and Grow AI focused on chatbots to create a solution that would solve this issue. The technology is actually referred to as conversational AI chatbots. And Grow AI is currently deploying these chatbots, creating intimate conversations between brands and consumers in a way that was not possible just a few short years ago. So Liziana, our goal for today was to have you share with our listeners in the billions, just like your your consumers out there, Bill and I have billions of listeners everywhere. A little bit more about you, since you're a successful entrepreneur and technologist whose company Grow AI has come up with a way to make people's shopping experience from start to finish better through the use of conversational AI. And in addition, you are benefiting the brands as well, since they don't need to hire an army of customer services reps anymore. So it's a win-win solution. However, before we do that, why don't you, Liziana, take a couple moments and share with our listeners, the billions, a few things about your background that I and Bill might have overlooked. Hey, John, thanks for the nice intro. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm Romanian and I did immigrate to Australia about four and a half years ago. It was a dream that I pursued for a couple of years. When I got here, I tried a number of different things, maybe like a few businesses that didn't really work out. Then I made some career leaps to the Microsoft space and then back into building my own agency because I really wanted to do something that makes a difference in the current business landscape. And I think chatbots were were actually something that I kind of went back and forth with. I didn't think 
it was gonna mean anything in 2016 when I first started building chatbots. I was doing it at a very, very basic level. I was using it for my own business, my own online business that I was running at the time, online fitness business. I just felt it wasn't going to work at that time. So four years later, I came back to it and I decided to add more to the stack of skills that I had. So I added AI. I got myself educated around what it means to do it at a very high level because at the end of the day, when you want to do something, everybody can do it, but you're just not going to get the same results unless you work with an expert. So I did that. I launched my agency, my chatbot agency in late 2019. And I started to build chatbots for local businesses. (laughs) And just at the time where my business was actually taking off, I was going for med spas and gyms, building chatbots for, you know, COVID hit. So that all went to (laughs) garbage. (laughs) So, you know, I had to pivot very fast and I did. What worked then was online, online, everything. We know what e-commerce saw during that time because we saw like, 10 years worth of growth in like three months. So obviously everybody was going online. Consumers were expecting things right now because, you know, sitting at home, all of this anxiety building up. And at the same time, their attention span was like an all time low because it was like all of this online stuff coming towards them. And then how do you stand out? Like, how do you deliver especially as an e-com business, how do you deliver a highly personal experiences that are very contextual, right, to their needs while achieving three things at the same time? You know, more revenue, increased leads and quality leads, and also automating all of these customer support um, inquiries because people are wanting answers now. And then all of those online businesses just don't have a way to do it, especially big brands who have like a lot of traffic. There is just no way they can get back in the five minutes that consumers now expect to be uh, responded to with a team, unless they build an army. (laughs) (laughs) So that's how Grow.ai came into place. We focused a lot on the AI piece because it's one thing to build a chatbot and a different thing to build specific sales-focused use cases, AI-powered, that are able to bring all of these results to e-commerce businesses. So I hope this gives you a little bit of background into how I started and how I came to where I am today. No, it's great stuff, Liziana. And again, kudos to you for your journey. We're going to get into that more. It's going to become even more epic to the listeners as they hear more about what you've done. But uh, yes, the story sounds familiar in terms of COVID. It struck us all and kudos to you for being able to pivot. Awesome for getting to know you a little bit better. Now, here's what we typically like to do on each one of our episodes. We like to share a don't suck fun fact. And I don't usually tell people which one we're going with. So here's yours. I heard an interview you did earlier in the year where you talked about what motivated you to want to leave Romania and head to the coast. What I heard was you were watching a YouTube and, and a particular fitness personality named Emily Sky. I looked her up. Uh, and I can't believe she it. Was, she was on a plane. She was filming and she was over Surfer's Paradise. And when you saw how beautiful it was that she was filming it as she was looking down, you decided that this was where you wanted to be. True story? 
Yes, very. Um, it wasn't a, a YouTube video, but it's a very true story. Uh, I think it was about seven years ago, if like I'm taking into account all of the happenings. But yes, I was in Romania and I was following Emily Sky on Snapchat. So I believe she was flying from Sydney or something. She was filming Surfer's Paradise and she was saying like, oh, I'm so glad I'm back home. And I saw that and I'm like, where is that? So I looked up where Emily Sky lives, a photo of Surfer's Paradise popped in the images um, in <laughs> Google. And when I saw that, I was like, that time when you see something or you, I don't know, you meet somebody and it's like a hell yeah. Yeah. You know, so it was like that. Nice. So obviously what followed afterwards wasn't as fun, you know, getting the PR <laughs> visa because, you know, <laughs> that's quite a journey, but that's how it happened. So are you there? Is the view you have now looking out over the ocean and yes. you pulled it off, yes. right? Yes. I'm living right by the Surfer's Paradise Beach. Oh, kudos to you. I can hear the Beach Boys playing. So do you have the Beach Boys in Romania? Everybody's <laughs> gone surfing, you know that. I think yeah. I listened to them yeah, a few times, yes. There you go. All right. Well, that is awesome. And that was fun. Let's <laughs> dive into a little bit more serious topic here. So we're going to start off by talking about the technology and what it is and what it does. And since Bill and I have already confided in you that we're non-shoppers, it wasn't really clear for us how the technology worked until you were kind enough to share some of the examples how does this technology actually work? If you're not a shopper like Bill and I, you don't really understand how this is interacting with you. All right. Let me try to explain this as to a non-shopper. Think Facebook Messenger. You have Facebook Messenger. You use it. Yes. You have Messenger where you interact with your friends at the point where you want to ask something about something that you want to purchase or not necessarily just something to a brand that's online and you are interested in what that brand has to offer you usually go to either their Facebook page and you send a message asking, how does this work? Is mm. it good for me? I mean, how much is it? Stuff like that. Or you can go to their website and then you find a website widget that can do the same thing, connect you via messenger with the brand and give you basically answers to your questions. So you don't have to worry, wait for customer support. You don't have to plug in your email address and wait for a response that's going to come days later. You just go in, interact with the brand and get very personal experiences at the point where you do. This is basically what a chatbot means, a back and forth interaction that give people the value that they're looking for on the spot. But then we stack AI onto it. So what AI is, it allows the chatbot that we've built inside of Messenger inbox to understand context and get better at answer contextual questions. So if they say, do you ship to Europe? Then it's going to answer something that is very contextual to that question. Yes, we ship to Europe. This is how much it is. And this is how long it takes. So then at that point, all of these people are able to ask a couple of questions, which is what usually they have before they purchase, they get their answer. And then we also lead them through all sorts of other experiences. So this is the beginning where the visitor comes to the brand, but then the brand can also bring the visitors into the DM into the messenger inbox, right? So they can run Facebook ads that leads them into messenger and potentially give them all sorts of experiences, whether that's just educational, for example, a quiz and test your knowledge or 
it's a riddle and we're running a April 1st prank or they invite them to get a product recommendation that's personalized to their needs. There are so many use cases and so many entry points. So it's not just just going to the page and DMing. It's a Facebook ad that could be running. It's a link placed on YouTube or inside of your email when you email your email list that at the point where somebody clicks it, they go back into Messenger and they continue the experience. And that experience at the point where a user engages with a brand for, let's say, a number of times, all of the data that they give us inside of that inbox and the conversation, we're collecting it and we're able to use it to refine all of their future interactions. So if we know they've asked something about a specific product at some point because they had this issue, and then they also ended up purchasing this product, then we're able to use all of that data in our back and forths with them. So they have a highly, highly personalized experience with the brand, and they're able to come back for more, to ask questions or find out what's new at any point in the future. That is amazing. I'd like to understand it more. How do you train the AI models for these chatbots to understand the brand quote, personality and characteristics they need to take on, these bots need to take on to reflect the spirit of the company and also the types of recommendations that chatbots would converse about in either a shopping or a customer service scenario. So first of all, the brand personality and the brand voice needs to always align in terms of how the chatbot speaks, (laughs) to say so, and at the point where the chatbot potentially doesn't understand or needs to pass it over to the human, then the team needs to follow the same voice. But at any point, the user needs to know that, first of all, they're interacting with a chatbot because, first of all, with the US, which is where our clients are, you have to tell people by law that they are interacting with a chatbot. And then at the point they're passing over to the human, they also need to know. So it's, it's it needs to be very clear so that people know and users know how the experience is flowing, and what are their options. Now, to answer your question around how we train the AI, through a third-party integration, we're able to connect Google's AI, which is one of the best, um, Dialogflow, to Messenger. So we are working inside of Dialogflow to train all of these potential intents. We call them intents, but in a more familiar language, they would be called topics. So for example, there's a topic around this product. There's a topic around prices. There's a topic around currencies. So all of, we have like tens and tens of topics for each specific client that we train on a daily basis. And what training that topic means, people come into the bot and ask a question, do you have a discount? That's a training phrase. And then the AI brain, as we would call it, takes that phrase. And now next time it's going to know how to answer in context to what they've asked. Another training phrase would be, is there anything on sale? Same thing. It's going to ask, answer in context to whether there's something on sale. Do you have a coupon? Is there a coupon I can use? So all of these are training phrases that allow this AI brain to become better and better at handling that particular topic. So that's one topic. And we have tens of topics that cover everything that that e-commerce business might be asked on a regular basis uh, by users. Mm -hmm. And then taking it further at the point where, let's say, people have come into the bot, have asked a couple of questions, they have their answer. What we might do now 
is invite them to continue the experience inside of the bot. So we might ask them, here's a few things I can help with. I can give you some collagen tips or create a personalized recommendation for you or you know, a bunch of other stuff. And then they choose. Let's say they want a recommendation. And then we take them through a different journey where we ask them, let's say, five to 10 questions about themselves. They tell us what they're looking for. They tell us their unique situation. And then we create, let's say, a hundred potential combinations of what that user might be recommended so that it fits their personal needs. I'm getting a, a huge education here today. The idea that these things can function like a representative from a brand and learn my particular habits and needs and desires and then help me through the process because you're absolutely right. If I send an email on a product, the minute I click send, I'm anticipating one or two things. Number one, they're not going to get back to me for at least a day or two. And number two, they might not get back to me at all because that's been typically my response. And yet when I've used these types of technologies on a website, I have traditionally stayed away from, and you're going to help me understand the difference in a moment here. It says, you know, live somebody or something. And so it's usually over in the right-hand corner flash and I'm going, yep. ah, I don't really want to talk to that dude. I don't know about that. So what you're saying is, is that the chat bot, you would have to let the users know that that's what it is before they click on it. So I go to click on that. Will I find these, Liziana, on the websites at some point as well, and not yes. just in this interactive message. Explain to me how yes. they're going to be out on websites. Will they? What's the difference between what you do with the chatbot and having that person over there? I mean, there's a benefit, obviously, to that for lots of different reasons. Tell us a little bit about the differences. Yes, you're very correct. So this works on the website as well, but then we're only talking organic traffic to that website. So only people who just come to the website and they have this like widget in the bottom right corner and it's going to say, hey, I'm Sugar Bear Bot. I can build a personalized recommendation or click below to see what else I can help you with. And then all of the, the rest of the experience is instant. Now, what you see with live chat, that's usually person behind that live chat. That's either online and you speak to them. And then for the e-commerce business, that's usually like extra money spent for that person to be right there. Or they're offline and you plug in your email and you drop a message and what you said afterwards. They never get back to me, yes. Well, they, you know, <laughs> they, they do or they don't. But the, the reality is that we have like with Facebook Messenger, we have 1.3 billion, like in billions, monthly active users sitting on this platform waiting for businesses to come to them. And then at the same time, you have all of these huge e-commerce online businesses. Like I'm talking like large brands where you go to their messenger page, uh, to their Facebook page, and you send them a message and they never get back to you because there is just no way to handle this much traffic and then they just don't handle it at all. So this is like low hanging fruit for them. It's like you literally need to plug in an AI assisted chatbot and just let it do its thing. And then you don't do anything. You still don't do anything. <laughs> but then you're bringing in more revenue, more leads, more happy customers who are happy to engage with the brand. Because at the end of the day, somebody comes to this brand 
DMs, has a question, has a couple of questions because they want to buy something, but nobody ever gets back to them, then that decreases brand popularity. They just don't feel valued. And at the end of the day, we all want to feel valued. But if somebody just doesn't pay attention to you, it's like, well, I'm not going to buy from there. There are so many, so much competition out there. I'm just going to go buy from somebody who actually pays attention to me as an individual Mm -hmm. and understands my current situation. And then the next thing is that you're talking to a live chat agent. The next time when you come back to that same conversation, that agent is just going to ask you the same questions over and over again. Now, at the point where I come back to the bot that you interacted with like a month ago, it's going to know your conversation. You can just continue your experience. Oh, that's a great point because you're right. If there's a human being out there, that person goes home, they're on a different shift. They're not there next time. They don't remember that conversation at all. Yeah. This is building up a, a relationship to understand you personally. That is phenomenal. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot of AI initiatives out there that have failed. On this podcast, we like to bring guests that have had success stories like yours. And it's just so invigorating to hear about what you're doing and how well it's working. It seems like you've had a a work history that is nonstop hard work and you've faced many obstacles, but you don't give up. So you've had to make some hard decisions along the way on what to devote your energies to. There's just so many hours in the day, you have a family. And for the benefit of our listeners, what have you learned through the School of Hard Knocks that might benefit our listeners regarding how to choose the right problem to solve with AI technology? Well, I guess the issue with AI and chatbots at the same time is actually choosing an expert that knows what to do. And you just don't build this and you just forget it, for example. This needs to be continuously optimized to make it better every time. Let's say chatbots. Chatbots have a little bit of a bad name because you go to a bot builder and you ask them to build me, build me a chatbot. Well, that chatbot, at the point where you built it and you forget about it, is not going to do much. Having a website and driving no traffic to it. It's probably not going to do much either. So it's the same with chatbots and it's the same with AI. You have to continuously re-engage people and give them more and more value every time. And it's going to be different for each business. Some businesses have all sorts of content out there that can be brought back into the chatbot and then engaged with the audience. AI, the same. At the point where you just create an AI solution, uh, you build it in one month and then you forget it there, then it's probably just going to stay there, not do much, or because it's not being continuously improved, it's probably going to start failing because you're going to get different types of situations where AI could come in and handle, but then nobody's actually handling that solution on an ongoing basis to make it better and generate more results. And I'm talking better experiences, more sales, better leads, and all that sort of thing. Good question too, Bill. That puts things into focus for us. So Lizzie, one more for you. We've talked to our listeners about some amazing technology, but what I want you to do is get the crystal ball out. Three years, five years, This stuff's moving so fast. Where the heck is all this going? I can't imagine what's going to happen with this type of technology. As I hear you talk about this, I'm thinking, okay, well, you've discussed a retail to consumer relationship, but is this going B2B at some point? Where where is this all going? 
Take us on a journey. What do you see in the future? I've been reading something that's relating to this directly. Something that Jeff Bezos said. He said that he always gets asked, what's going to change in the next 10 years, right? Like everybody wants to be on top of the next big thing, right? Mm -hmm. And that's a very interesting question. It's Everybody wants to know that, right? Everybody asks him, what's going to change in the next 10 years? But nobody asks him, what's not going to change in the next 10 years, right? To answer this question in retail businesses, something that's still going to be true in 10 years, I'm just talking about him right now, and then I'm going to make the connection. People are still going to want fast delivery and they're still going to want better prices, right? It is impossible that somebody's going to come 10 years from now and is going to say, Jeff, I love Amazon. I just wish the prices were a little higher or you would deliver a little slower, right? <laughs> That's, that's just not going to happen. Now, let's come back to chatbots, AI, and automation. Five, 10 years from now, people are still going to look at automating all of the repetitive tasks that take up their time and free up more time so they can spend it better. Quality time with their family, investing in other hobbies or all sorts of other things. There are so many things that we do on a daily basis that's repetitive that we could not do. And this is where AI is coming into place. When we have Siri on our phones and we have Amazon Alexa and we have a bunch of other AI systems that are meant to make our lives easier and allow us to focus our attention to things that really matter. When I look at this technology that I'm building now, I'm thinking, well, all of these businesses 10 years from now are still going to look to deliver better experiences to their customers in order to increase sales and reduce their customer support team. So that is exactly what we're doing. And I feel like it's just going to scale up from here. It's hard for us to argue with that for sure. Well, Liziana, first of all, thank you for taking the time. This has been phenomenal. I mean, I'm thinking about migrating from <laughs> Romania to live by surfer's paradise. That absolutely does not suck, right? <laughs> I mean, come on. Coming to a foreign country and starting a business, then having COVID hit, pivoting and still building the business and taking advantage of this latest technology and knocking it out of the park. That doesn't suck. And listen, developing this AI chatbot thing that's going to make my wife buy more stuff on the internet, that, oh wait, that does suck. Actually, I'm sorry. I forgot about that. <laughs> Hang on, I'm Bill. Sorry, I got to stop there. That one does. That, <laughs> I got <it>, to. <laughs> so listen, before we close out, everyone in the listening community is going to want to know how they can follow you. So share with our listeners, if you will, how do they keep up with what you're doing? Where do they find you? The easiest way is to connect with me on LinkedIn. If they look up Lisiana Carter, they will find me there or head over to our website, which is grow with the zero. So gr0w.ai, grow.ai. Excellent. And I've noticed I've typed that real fast and typed the wrong one in. It took me. So I've got to, you got to get that zero right. So everybody out <laughs> there know. listening, if you're like me, you're going to mess it up. Make sure <laughs> you type the zero in there. Yeah. Thank you so much. And again, to all the listeners that contend the billions, we talked about the sort of the billions of listeners that listen to Bill and I each week on these. They're so grateful. This story is awesome. Can't wait to start getting feedback on it. It's been fantastic. Bill, what would you add to this? No, it's been delightful to to talk about this and hear your story. And it's energizing just to hear about how hard you've worked and the success you've created through your determination and your creativity. So 
Thank you so much, Lizanne. Thanks, yeah, Billy. Thanks for having never, me. Here's something we've never been able to say. Normally, you close this out and it's, hey, Bill and John from Texas or Bill and John from Texas and somebody's <laughs> in Virginia. We've never been able to say this. And the gentleman that I follow in Australia, this is how he ends his YouTube episodes every single time. So I'm going to say it right now. Bill Liziana from Texas and Australia. That's a wrap, baby. <laughs> Thank you.